Welcome everyone to the fifth episode of the Free Throw Line podcast where we discuss Suns basketball and NBA news. I am your host, Aaron, here today with only one co-host, unfortunately, and that is Cade. Hello, hello. Before we get started, we would like to wish all of our listeners a happy and safe New Year celebration. I know I said that last episode, but we didn't know we, were, we would have time to record this week. Um, but we'll go ahead and move on to our first segment. As always, that is Longest Truths of the Week. And I actually forgot to look this up, so live look up here. Longest win streak belongs to both the Bulls and the Jazz. Now, uh, I would say the Bulls, a bit more surprising that they have the same win streak as the Jazz, because as we all know, the Jazz do well in the regular season. But the Bulls, um, even though they have established themselves as a good team, have been struggling with uh, certain schematics with people in and out of code protocols and injuries and of that all sort of medical side of basketball. Um, Kay, does this take you by surprise by either of these teams? Uh, I don't – I'm not surprised by the Jazz at all um, because, like I said in the last episode, they are, like, one of the best shooting teams in the NBA. Um Obviously, the best is the Warriors, uh, even if stats don't back it up, which I'm sure they do. Um, the Warriors know how to facilitate and shoot from beyond the arc constantly, and the Jazz do the same thing. They they make around 15 threes a game, and they're really good at just shooting mid-range to beyond the arc, and then even a guy like Rudy Gobert getting inside. He's second in the league in blocks per game right now. Uh, he's a former defensive player of the year, so he's their anchor, and he's really doing well. Um, but in my opinion, the Bulls are now the team to be in the East. They are – they have a complete team, and they have their best player on their team who's playing his best basketball of his career right now, and that's DeMar DeRozan. He's scoring almost 27 points a game, and he's their clutch shooter – um, even coming off of quarantine, that game he came back, uh, came back and dropped 38 points. I think they were playing the Cavs. Um, and he's really their guy who they just run their offense through. And then even if he's not having a good game, you have depth. You have Zach Levine, who knows how to score relentlessly. You have Lonzo Ball, who's their facilitator and their tough guy. Um, and you have Nikola Vucevic, who's been a top five arguably center in the league for the past, you know, half decade. He's been really, really good, um, averaging a double-double at the moment. So they're really just playing the best that they can. And in my opinion, they're the best team in the East right now. Yeah, and the Bulls, I believe, have won two games against the Nets, even though the Nets are uh, higher up in the standings uh, than the Bulls. Uh, so definitely the Bulls are the team to beat there. Um, sorry, just give me a second. Adjusting my desk here. All right. Next segment, uh, Battle of the Conferences. Uh, Eastern Conference has 252 wins. So uh, let me write that down real quick. Uh, a bit thrown into this episode and try to uh, deal with technical difficulties as we started recording. Kind of forgot to... Research these numbers. Um, 
<laughs> let, me add, let me do some quick math with the Western Conference here. All right. Halfway through. All right. Uh, and the Western Conference has 262 wins. So the Western Conference is currently 10 wins above the Eastern Conference. Uh, so the Western Conference has extended their lead from last week, which was two. Uh, eight more games, and not really surprising because the Warriors and Suns continue to dominate. The Jazz have uh, begun to become a better team, as well as the Grizzlies. And when you have two more teams rising to the level that they are at right now, as opposed to the Eastern Conference only having one team rising and the Nets really falling, um, not surprising that that lead uh, grows. Mm-hmm. All right, now on to the injury report. I'm just going to shorten this down to just the Suns injury report. Uh, Alfred Payton, Monty Williams, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Eaton are all out with COVID as of Thursday, the 29th, I believe. Yes, no, actually, no, the 30th. That is the 30th today. Man, these days blend together. All right. Um, also, Abdul Nader, or Abdul Nader, however you pronounce it, I still haven't learned. Remains out with a knee injury. Frank Kaminsky remains out with a stress fracture. And Dario Sarge remains out after he tore his ACL last season. So those big men all out. Gives Sticks uh, plenty of playing time. uh, Trying to prove himself to Monty. Not really to Monty. To everybody. uh, That he should get playing time when Aiton comes back. Uh, I think he should get a couple minutes here and there. Not too many minutes. Uh, Jared, or not Jared. Cade, what do you think? Should Sticks get more minutes when Aiden comes back? Um, I don't. I honestly think that it needs to go down just for the sake no, of. No, no, sorry, sorry. More minutes from the zero he was getting when Aiden was playing. Not more minutes than he's already getting because he's getting a lot of minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, because. I mean, he was, he's their draft pick, their, uh, their young guy that if you want to keep – like that's, the, that's how basketball evolves is you have longevity in your system of bringing new guys in. And like people may say like if you get an earlier draft pick, if you get the number one overall pick, you're going to be up at the pinnacle of the league in a couple of years. You're going to build up like the Pistons – for one overall pick, for example, last, uh, in the last draft. They got Cade Cunningham, and he's been having a very good season as a rookie. But their record does not show that. They don't have a structure at all. However, the Warriors getting nearly the last pick in the draft, you know, you get guys like Jordan Poole, who he wasn't in the last draft, but he was in earlier ones, um, still pretty recent. I don't know the exact year. But Jordan Poole is becoming a really good scorer, um, you got a guy like Jonathan Kaminga that they got in the G League who brings them really good energy. Like when you have a good coach like Steve Kerr, it doesn't matter what pick or what player you get. That coach is going to grow them into the into the system. And with a coach like Monty, he's going to learn how to play Sticksmith if he gives him more minutes. And I think that's important because you can't judge a guy off of playing five or ten minutes. You got to put him in the game 
in certain situations. Let him stick up for like situations that you would put Aiden or McGee in if you want to play him more. So I agree. Did you just did you just call him Stick Smith? Yeah, Stick Smith. That's not his name, but isn't that his? That's his uh, nickname. Sticks right? is his nickname. Yeah, Stick Smith. <laughs> You're the one and only person in the history of this world that's ever called him Stick Smith. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I agree with you on uh, those points there. Uh, also, one one person's not going to change the team, so I would. Uh, I'm of course, yeah. Kay Cunningham hasn't hasn't changed the Pistons that much. Yeah. Um, but he has made an impact, obviously, but not to the point of, let's say, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. You know, yeah. getting drafted into the team, he's not going to change as much as that. So sorry, but Kate Cunningham right now, not generational talent. All right, but moving on. Reviewing um, past predictions from last episode. Uh, Jared and I went two for seven, terrible, but Cade barely won by going three for seven. So terrible prediction yes. from all of us. But Cade, that redeems yourself from losing to Jared with the trivia. Let's go. So that congratulations. Was, that was probably the craziest game or week of predictions that we did because – we saw a lot of powerhouse teams fall to just complete upsets. Like it was, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, it definitely was a surprising uh, day of games there. All right, just checking the recording. All right, live editing people. All right, predictions for the tomorrow's games, um, which is the thirty-first, like Friday. Um, so first matchup, Suns-Celtics. Uh, I'm going to go with the Suns on this one because that is an away game for the Suns, and Booker always does well when playing away games against the Celtics, uh, as evidenced by his 70-point game. Um, also, you got Paul uh, assisting pretty well, even with all the Suns players out with COVID, uh, because I know the Celtics are also dealing with a lot of COVID players, so definitely going to go with the Suns on this one. Okay, what do you got? Yeah, I got the Suns too. Um, it's, 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 it's on paper. Like, they are the better team. Um, yeah. And Jason Tatum is still scoring 26 a game. He's their best player. Um, and even on – but here's what makes me think that they almost, like, have a better chance of winning is they – the Boston in that Christmas Day game against the Bucks. that was a great game. Um they were. They had at one point a 19 point lead, and <laughs> they choked it in the fourth quarter. Completely gave it away. Um, turnovers, bad passes, bad Man, shots, a lot of forced threes from them. Um, Jalen Brown tried to single handedly pull him back, and he couldn't do it. Um, so I think when you have that much of a me 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 mentality from every single player on their team. They have a lot of great clutch shooters um, that may fight for the ball and may say, you know, I'm the best guy to take that shot. Um, And that's not something you want on your team. You want to be confident in everybody uh, to take that shot. And the Suns have that. You could have – I don't care if it's um, Michael Bridges shooting a half court. not Michael. Come on. Yeah, Mikael. Mikael Bridges shooting a half court to – win the game or if it's like Chris Paul shooting his right elbow to win the game like they have 
their signature shots and they don't hog the ball like the Celtics do. So I think that's what's going to make them work. Yeah. Um, if you could just adjust your mic there, it sounded a bit weird towards the end there. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So Jalen Brown not playing well for Celtics at all. He scored a bunch this last game, but had zero assists. And as a guard, that you need to have assists. Like, that's just unacceptable from a guard. Uh, next matchup, Bulls-Pacers. A pretty obvious one to many. I'm going to go with the Bulls on this one because they have been playing pretty well. Cade, do you agree? I do agree. And here's what baffles me is ESPN favors the Pistons in this one. Um, and Or no, not the Pistons, the Pacers. Um, and the Pacers are at home, and they do have the leading blocks per game guy in Miles Turner. He's almost – he has 2.9 blocks a game, and he's being a menace on the court right now. Um, but you look at the Bulls, they already beat the Pacers, and the Pacers just lost to the Hornets. Um, LaMelo Ball nearly had a triple-double, and Terry Rozier dropped 35 points. That's not a loss that you can just that that great teams just turn around from and and go into the next game thinking that they're gonna win. Like the Pacers are under five hundred and they've lost to the Bulls. They just lost to the Hornets and the Bulls beat the Hornets. Like this, it just all stacks up. I don't know why they're not favored, but I'm taking the Bulls. Yeah. Okay. Um sorry if you can hear me adjusting my mic. My uh uh, audio receivers in the first right now. Um, all right, next matchup, Mavericks-Kings. I'm going to go with the Mavericks on this one, even though they did lose to the Kings in the previous matchup. Um, I think the Mavericks will prevail with a better game from Porzingis because this last game, Porzingis only scored like a couple points points in the first half, and that is just unacceptable from one of their stars. Um, yeah. Yes, they're playing without Luka, but they still think they have more firepower than the Kings, because the Kings are, they, they have stars, but they don't have good stars. They don't have, like, game-changing stars. And that I think that's why the Mavericks will bounce back in this game. Cade, what do you think? See, I'm going to take the Kings. Um, and I do agree with, uh, I can see your your perspective with taking the Mavericks, because they turn the ball over the least amount of times per game out of every NBA team. They lead the league in the least amount of turnovers. And without Luka, they actually, the three core players that they have, Tim Hardaway, uh, Chris Dasporzingis, um, even guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, they score more because Luka's not taking as many shots. Um, and he's not, like, running the offense through him as much. But I think when you're playing against – when you're trying to get a bounce-back game against – like, you know, a, a below-average team like the Kings, you need to have the confidence be replenished to your star player. And Luka's not playing. And Chris Stapp's just coming off a bad game. He's not going to have his guy who's feeding him inside all the time. So I feel like the young players of the Kings, like Tyrese Halliburton, who's doing really well defensively, uh, De'Aaron Fox, who it's going to be interesting to see where he goes after this year. Um, I think that their high-paced offense, they're going to come and try to upset the Mavericks. Okay. Uh, that's some pretty good points. Uh, definitely not stuff that I, I, I uh, 
thought about, but uh, if I could change my answer, I probably would. Because uh, <laughs> you definitely have better reasoning than I do. It is uh, locked, locked in, in, Aaron. So, yeah, I can't change it. I already locked it in. So next matchup, Heat versus Rockets. Pretty obvious in this one. I'm going to go Heat. Um, yeah, Heat should be getting back more players from COVID protocol. And uh, the Rockets let go of Daniel House. Uh, surpri- not really surprised, but I think Daniel House is still a player worth holding on to. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, yeah, but I'm gonna go with Heat on this one, kid. With him. Yeah, and yeah, I'm gonna go with the Heat too. And the Rockets are the complete opposite side of the spectrum in terms of, in terms of turnovers. They turn the ball over the most in the league. Um, and the Heat pride themselves on their defense, so I think that they're gonna take advantage of that. They're gonna pressure them, get in their face, and force the Rockets to make bad decisions. Um, and the Heat are one of the better teams at making offense out of their defense um, in transition, in just extending plays off of offensive rebounding. Um, So I think that they're really going to just beat down on the Rockets. This is a game that they just, they go out and try to pad their stats. Yep. All right. Uh, Clippers versus Raptors, pretty obvious here. I'm going to go with the Clippers. Cade, what do you got? (sighs) Yeah, I, well, you don't, don't think know. it's obvious as much as I do? I, I don't think it's as much obvious. Okay, now I do. Now I do. I'm looking at the injuries now. Um, okay. yeah. yeah, I see Reggie Jackson is out. Batum is out um, for the Clippers. Um, but then the Raptors have Van Vliet and Precious I think he is back, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, with him coming back in, um, yeah, I'm going with the Clippers. All right. Next matchup, uh, another obvious one to me, but I guess I guess my obvious ones are not very obvious because of my uh, results on the last last episode's uh, predictions. But Hawks versus Cavaliers. Cavaliers lost uh, an important player in rookie Rubio. Uh, R.I.P. His ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Hawks on this one, even though the Hawks are missing like three fourths of their roster. Uh, Stray Young said. But, you know, maybe Trey Young carries the Hawks to the win. What do you think, Kate? I think it's going to be the Cavs. Um, okay. And, okay, now, yeah, yeah, I'm for the Cavs. Because um, I'm looking, like, it's crazy what COVID is doing right now to every player. Um, you see the Cavs. Yeah, they have the Jazz. Except the Jazz, yes. Um, they got Darius Garland. And Jared Allen are also out. Those are the two, you know, pivotal points in their in their team. Um, but they're at home. They're still winning without these people. Um, and the Hawks have Kevin Herter, who's their, you know, their shooter, um, their three-point guy. They have another three-point shooter in Bogdan. Bogdanovich is out. Um, and as much as – what Trey Young is doing right now. He's scoring 27 a game. Um, I think he's turning the ball over a little bit uh, too much. And I think that um, – I just think that the Cavs have a lot of good parts to their team that are going to take advantage of a young Hawks team, um, especially at home. So I think that's what's going to happen. All right. Uh, now this next one, I'm I'm pretty sure it's an obvious one. All right, I'm pretty sure Knicks versus Thunder. I'm gonna go with the Knicks. Thunder is just not good. 
they stick with you, but they 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 fall when when in critical moment uh, critical moments in the game. So Knicks on this one, Cade, what you got? I agree. I'm gonna go with the Knicks. Um, R.J. Barrett is back, and as much as he hasn't been doing great uh, field goal percentage wise, he's definitely making a difference. Um, one thing to point out is Julius Randle is still out, um, but I don't yeah, think it's gonna yeah. make. I don't know if it's gonna make a big difference to where they're gonna lose the game. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I was I was looking at some statistics for the Knicks, and the Knicks actually do better with Julius Randle out. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. that surprised me. It's kind of like the whole John Morant thing. Like, the the team did better when John Morant was out, but yeah. they're still doing good with him back. Yeah. So I think it's the same situation with the Knicks. Um, but yeah, yeah definitely the Knicks on this one. Next matchup: uh, Spurs versus Grizzlies. Grizzlies are pretty hot right now. Spurs are not. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Grizzlies on this one. Spurs just not not enough to defeat the Grizzlies. What do you think, Cade? Yeah, I think it's the Grizzlies, too. Um, one stat that kind of stands out to me is John Morant is only the second player to score 40 points against LeBron um, multiple times in a season. Um, and that's this year. He scored it, and since he's been out, um, he had a little bit of a of a time where it was that gray area where he was out. But the the previous meeting in which he played LeBron scored 41 and then the one even before that, he dropped 40. Um, and he's he's making a lot of teams in the West look at the Grizzlies. Um, a guy like Desmond Bain, too, who's come on the scene this year, um, he's been their second guy uh, in terms of scoring. You have a very reliable center in Steven Adams, who's been a reliable rebounder for a long time. Um, and John Morant, like – it's almost like he's playing the same coming off a knee injury. Sometimes you don't see that very often, but he is, he's a special, special player. And the, even though the Spurs have young talent too, like they're on the road and with how hot the Grizzlies are right now, I wouldn't take the Spurs at all. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, Okay. Many points. I'm just looking at the Tim rules injury report. Because this next uh, matchup is the Timberwolves versus the Jazz. Now, Timberwolves have been hit pretty hard with COVID because, you know, people like Kat and Anthony Edwards. And, yep. Um, actually, sorry, I'm just noticing this here. Anthony Edwards is out of COVID protocol. Uh, but Jared Vanderbilt's in. Torian Prince is out. D'Angelo Russell's in. And, yeah, that's the extent of their injury report. So, uh, with all that knowledge and also the knowledge of the Jazz being pretty much untouched with COVID and uh, performing well, uh, I'm going to go with the Jazz on this one because, you know, Jazz are five-game winning streak, you know? Uh, Actually, it's like Grizzlies or the Jazz. I feel like it's the Jazz, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Jazz. Okay. I remember saying that. All right. So, yeah, Jazz on this one. Kate, what do you got? Yeah, I kind of thought it was the bringing up moments like, oh, they get Edwards back. Oh, they get Vanderbilt back. And then is Cat back? No, no, Cat's out. Yeah, so Cat's out. Um, but they're getting their people back. They're getting their people back. You're playing the Jazz, right? That's like you're <laughs> yeah. hitting that wall, and they're at, they're going to Utah. Um, Utah has, as much as um, I don't like the Jazz, they have, like, they have fans. They have 
a bunch of fans in Utah. That's like the only team they get to root for is the Jazz. Um, and that crowd is going to be nuts. Um, even though they're not playing the best team, they have a win streak. They're riding it. They want to keep it going. Um, and like you said, COVID hasn't been an issue for them, which they're very fortunate to have. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Jet. All right, next matchup, battle of two underperforming teams, Trailblazers versus Lakers. Uh, I'm going to go with the Trailblazers because I do not believe in the Lakers. Um, Lakers, Westbrook sucks. Uh, LeBron James is making the wrong decisions. Anthony Davis is out. Um, supporting cast of Lakers, not good enough to defeat the Trailblazers. And they're it's somehow some way underperforming star riddled team. Now, do they have stars like the Suns and this and the, the Bucks and uh, Jazz and Tim Rules and stuff like that? No, but they have yeah. enough stars to to really surprise people that they're underperforming by the amount that they are. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely going to go with the uh, Trailblazers on this one. Cade, what do you got? Yeah, I agree. Um, and what's what concerns me about the Lakers is that loss to the Spurs. Um, they got trampled by 28, um, and they just didn't look like they wanted to play. Uh, they really – they we come into the season thinking they have – the best trio in basketball, um, even with the Nets, what they have, we thought it was LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. They were going to be the thing. And it just hasn't shown. And it's going to continue to not show um, unless they can build some chemistry, which I still think is unlikely. Um, you know, LeBron is complaining about his team. He doesn't like the situation they're in. And as much as people thought they were going to be a contender with the finals, um, we brought this up, Aaron, where it's like 20 games into the season. If you're 500 or below, no team has won the finals in the last 20 years. Nobody. Um, yeah. And I don't think that the Lakers are going to have any success at all, um, especially with David Fisdale as their coach. He isn't – I don't <laughs> think he's won a game yet with them. Yeah, um, but they won't, they won't even get many wins with their – Normal head coach, which I'm also blanking on the name, yeah, because uh, he is also a terrible coach. But yeah, okay. Frank Vogel. Uh, yeah, Frank Vogel. Yeah. Yeah. So both of them. Yeah, it's just the team is not a team, and I think that even though the Blazers suck, um, they, you know, they can just upset them because the Lakers don't have a mentality of winning right now. Yeah, uh, the team is not. What would you say? The team is not the team, or something. Yeah, the team just doesn't feel like a team and they don't they it's don't not a team that's right yeah yeah so that's definitely the quote of the episode the team is not a team because they you're right they don't play together um they play two stars that don't know how to work with the supporting cast that they have and early in the episode you mentioned uh the important piece of any uh championship caliber team nba team is longevity those young players um, I believe it came up with the Sticks conversation. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> Sticksmith. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's a good point because the Lakers do not have longevity. They don't. Yeah. It, 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 well, you could say in the slightest they do with uh, – what, what was their rookie that was popping off a couple days ago? Oh, yeah. I 
I'm blanking uh, on the name. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Let's look at the Lakers roster. I could probably let you know, but that's really the only young player they have. Austin Reeves or something like that? Austin Reeves, yes. Yes, yes. Austin, Austin Reeves, I believe, was the person I'm trying to reference here. Yeah. Um, they have some longevity there, but not enough. Like, he's yeah. not – Austin Reeves is not a star player. He doesn't have – like, there's never – when you're watching him, he doesn't have uh, – he doesn't give off the realizations that hey, this player has the potential to be a star player. So yeah, you know what it is too. You know what it is too, Aaron is he doesn't have guidance. Um, yes, from yes. LeBron and Westbrook, they're not caring enough about their team to where they can they can address that type of stuff. They're in a mentality where they're like they are all in to try to turn something around, but their play is not showing. And when they keep losing, it's like they almost just don't care about anything anymore. Um, and pieces like that start to fade. And when you're a team that's built to win now and you don't win, that's the most disappointing part for a franchise. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that believe LeBron is a good uh, mentor, uh, I just got to ask you to rewatch the moment he left his team in the playoffs against the Suns with, I believe it was – uh, two, two, three, two or three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, uh, yep, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I look it up. I got, I got the the little meme saved <laughs> from that playoff series. Yep, somewhere on my camera roll. Man, I am unprepared today. And it's just like too, um, you you can't build a team um, around your star player who's not going to fight for 48 full minutes of the game. LeBron plays the most minutes on the team, and he should be – he should have a full scouting report on who they're playing, like, at halftime. And he should know how to dissect the team and how to dissect what they're doing and what they're doing wrong. Um, we talk about how fortunate we are to have a guy like Chris Paul who just is an avid basketball watcher. Um, he loves watching the game and studying it, and – even when he was supposed to be quarantined and locked away, he was teaching his kids how to dribble and just like very loving of the game. And LeBron, like he has been such a prolific player for such a long time. I, I feel like it's just been gutted out of him for how good he's been and for how much weight he's had to pull. I feel like the, the life has just been trained out of him at this point. Yeah, um, I found it. It's uh, six minutes left in a playoff game, so that's yeah. that's pretty bad. That's half the quarter. He just gave up on his team. Yep. Yeah, like doesn't even doesn't even say anything. He just believes that that's yeah. uh, not something a mentor should do. Because I, I guarantee you, Chris Paul never leave unless he has to with like an injury or something. He yep. won't give up on his team, and, that, and that's something LeBron does. He gives up uh, on his team, on his coaches, on his fans. And I'm sorry to be a Lakers fan because that is a terrible star to believe in. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, Cade, uh, you got a topic you want to bring up? I do. Um, and it really segues well <laughs> from what we were just talking about is should LeBron <laughs> retire after this year? Sorry about that. Um, just go is, and repeat, repeat that. Is should LeBron after this year go into retirement? And my belief is yes. Um, I think he should. And it's because 
of he's just fighting for um, stuff that relies on himself and stuff that pertains to himself at this point. It's not to like, once you get past the age of, you know, 33, 34, um, your body may not be the same. And he's, he looks a lot bigger on the court. Um, He looks like he's bulked up to try to, um, to try to compromise for that, for his age. Um, And he's still playing at an elite level, which as much as I, dislike his style I can't ignore because he's been going on a tear lately um and trying to get his team to win but um a lot of theories come up of he's waiting for Bronny to get into the league to where he can maybe play with his son or you know to eclipse the all-time scoring record like at that point you're not fighting for a team you're fighting for individual accomplishments and that's just that's a, a moral compass thing of where, like, am I doing this for the right reason or should I just stop on a good note? Um, and if he stops after this year, it's not going to be on a good note at all. We're going to have all of this evidence of he walked out on it on his team, like we just mentioned. Um, their team that was built to win a championship didn't win a championship this year and stuff like that. Um, so I think that should really be a wake-up call for him to say, hey, you know, I've done it for a while. I've made my print on the game, and I should be happy with that. I shouldn't want to continue to play just for the benefit of me, but I should want to play for the benefit of my team. Yeah. Uh, the I, 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 In response to that, I would say LeBron has two choices here. He can, one – uh, leave the Lakers like he left his previous teams and try to uh, go somewhere else and have them adapt to how he wants to play like he did with the Lakers. Or two, he could stay with the Lakers and play in misery and never have any chance to get another championship there just for the personal gratification of uh, getting more points, you know, climbing that leaderboard, and playing with his son. Yep. That's 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 the only. I feel like that's the only two options he has, and those are two tough tough options because fans will be mad at him either way. Yeah. And that's something he digged himself into. There's no getting out of it. He has left or right. He has to pick one. There's no going straight. Yeah. So it's up to him how he wants to disappoint his fans. Either way, they're getting disappointed. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, LeBron fans. It's gonna happen. All right, moving on. If you don't have anything more to mention, oh yeah, I think we hit it. I think we hit All it. All right. Who do you think, Kane, is the Suns player that has the highest court distance traveled per minute? I'll let you guess the number one guy. Then I will tell you where the rest of the team stands. Uh, let me just pull it up for you. Make your first guess. So just, just think it through. Hmm. Highest court distance travel. Okay, go ahead. And this doesn't pertain to like how many minutes they play. Just like just in general, when they're on the floor. On the Suns roster. Okay, I'm gonna say highest Javel to- McGee. Highest total court distance traveled. You're gonna go with Javel McGee. Javel McGee. Incorrect. 
Mm. Uh, let's see. Let's see what place he is. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ninth place. Javale McGee. Oh wow, that was not very close. I feel like it would be though. Um, I'm gonna say in, campaign. In my, in my eyes, it's pretty obvious, but no, it's not campaign. It's not campaign. campaign is eighth. So good news, you're on your way up. But not close. We are, yeah. Okay. At that point, yeah, I feel like it might be obvious to say Devin Booker. Oof, oof. No, man. No. Your definition of obvious is not the same. Oh my definition God. of obvious is me. Devin Booker is fifth place. So you're still working okay. your way up. All right. Still who on the up here. Oh, you give up? I give up. Oh, come on. You can't give up. Chris Paul. No, you're making you're making your way up though. You got second place. <laughs> That's second, second place. Yes. Okay. Bridges. There you go. Bingo. Okay, Bridges. There First we go. place by a long shot, like a long, long, long shot. <laughs> Mikel Bridges is is uh, at seventy three point eight. Second place with Chris Ball is at fifty nine point one. Wow. Yeah, it's quite a distance there. Uh, Jay Crowder in third place. Cameron Johnson in fourth. Uh, Landry Shamit in sixth, DeAndre Ayton in seventh, um, Frank Kaminsky in tenth, Alfred Payton in eleventh, Abdel Nader in twelfth, and Jalen Smith in thirteenth. Now, any player listed there, there's just not enough stats to rank them. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so this next one: uh, average court distance traveled per minutes. Isn't that what we just did? No, what we just did was total court distance traveled. Oh. In, um, yeah. Okay. And um, what's the units here? Oh, total miles is the units for the last one. And the units for this one is average feet traveled per minute. Huh. So, so Mikel Bridges in the last one uh, has traveled 73.8 miles on the NBA oh, court wow. this season. Oh, my. And Chris Paul is 59? Yes. Holy. Okay. All right. That's so crazy. average feet per minute. What? Who has the uh, highest on the Suns? I'm gonna go Bridges. A- average. Uh, by the way, and no, it's not Bridges. Bridges is seventh. Seventh. Wow. Yes. So that's that's seventh. a surprising stat right there. But huh. yeah, he is seventh. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense because my logic for the last one was McGee just plays at such a high pace for um, for how like little they play him for 15 or 16 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with JaVale McGee. No, it's wrong not, direction oh there. You're gosh. going down. JaVale going McGee down. is in 11th. Oh, that's not good. Um. Per minute, per minute. This is the moment when I when I wish we like were recording live, like with the <laughs> comments, because then our viewers could guess. But it's just up to you. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Devin Booker. Nope. He is ninth. So. You work your way back up two places per minute. 
Um, Jay Crowder. Ooh, that's a good guess. But unfortunately, he is 10th. You have gone down one point. Oh, my God. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're having trouble here. I am having trouble. Um, blowing your mind and our viewers' minds right here. Or listeners, not viewers. Landry Shamit. Man, you have jumped the entire leaderboard. You got it. Landry Shamit. I, I got it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Uh, let me just adjust the picture here so I can see the actual stats. Or, you know, uh, the numbers here. All right. Landry Shamit in first place with an average speed of 423 feet per minute. And then Abdel Nader in second, Jalen Smith in third, Alfred Payton, Cameron Johnson, Cameron Payne, Mikel Bridges, Frank Kaminsky, Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, Chevelle McGee, DeAndre Ayton, and the slowest person on the Suns roster, Chris Paul. Yep. Which makes sense, you know, Chris Paul doesn't need to go fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a surprising like leaderboard there, so... Was it he the fourth a good thing to talk slowest? About what was, was it? He, was it he the fourth slowest in the NBA? Like an uh, average point, pace? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, it's a good thing you didn't guess him because that would have been embarrassing for you. <laughs> All right, moving on. What? How far are we in this recording? Okay, so we got time there. Um, go ahead and move on to our next topic then. Um. Going on with the previous question, uh, not not the previous question. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Um, what team do you think will make the first trade of the season, and what people are in that trade? Cade, before before I reveal my answer, what do you think? I think it's gonna be Deer and Fox. That's um, a surprise. And I think he's gonna go to the Knicks. Um, wow. I don't they do know. Need a point guard. Yeah. Now I don't know what the Knicks would give to get the Aaron Fox. Um, I don't know specifically, but I think that, yeah, like you said, they need a point guard. And the Knicks made the playoffs last year. They're they're hungry and they're trying to get back there. Um, they're not in an ideal spot right now because they are seventeen and eighteen. But if they get a guy like De'Aaron Fox, who is arguably one of the fastest people in terms of sprint speed in the NBA and who's a great defender, who scores 20 a game, um, if he gets to that team and meshes well, they're a very, very – they're in a very good spot if they get De'Aaron Fox. Um, and I don't think there's any reason for him to stay in Sacramento because in the time he's been – they haven't had a winning season. They haven't um, generated any culture or any um, indicators that they're going to get better. Um, so I think it's time for him to go. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, with my response, took a safer route. Um, I have probably some player who gets little to no minutes on a rebuilding team for yeah. uh, picks or like a first rounder or something. Um, so my exact answer would be uh, Andrew Wiggins from the Thunder. 
uh, for yet another pick to build Sam Presti's library of picks. Yeah. Uh, it probably shouldn't happen uh, because Wiggins should get an opportunity to develop. But do you really think Presti cares? Probably not. Pro- like with the sweet, tasty picks. With the amount of picks he has, like, yeah, he just, he just trying to rack them up. Yeah. And, and with regards to what team Wiggins would go to, uh, maybe the Nets because uh, the Nets have a first, a late first rounder, um, with which Thunder would probably take, um, and the Nets would at least uh, get a guaranteed decent player for their pick instead of trying their luck. Um, that's that's the earliest pick uh, I could find that doesn't belong to the Thunder that a team would actually potentially use Andrew Wiggins because mm-hmm. uh, not many teams need a player like Andrew Wiggins. I'm not saying the Nets do, but the Nets have like no depth, so they probably need Andrew Wiggins, especially Maybe. if he develops into a good player. Um, yeah, so that that's my answer. What, what do you think about that, Kate? You know, I think I think it has some. I think it has some merit. Um, okay, so I'm not crazy. It's not crazy. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen, but That's fair. you know, it's not a bad prediction. This isn't two K my league or something. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what do you think about Kemba Walker's journey from the bench to being back in a starter? I, I, I just, I'm, I'm out of the loop, so I have a terrible answer to this one. So I'm not even gonna say it. So it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's he's kind of like um, on the upper trend of a roller coaster right now for how his career has gone in the past couple of years. Um, you know, bouncing from team to team. Um, I remember like it was yesterday, like he was in Charlotte scoring 23 a game and being their best player. And then he started bouncing around. He went to the Celtics. That didn't really process very much. Um he didn't really do well there. Um, he goes to the Knicks. And then for the first 10 games, I was looking at it thinking, you know, I don't know if it's going to work here either. Um, but then now it's like he's kind of he's kind of going back to his game and he's kind of getting it, um, which I think any player needs to have. Is you've got to have confidence, especially if you're a professional athlete. It's like you've made it to the pinnacle of – what you dream to do, um, you gotta have fun with it. And I think he's starting to he's starting to smile more. He's starting to have a little more fun on the court. Um, and it's cool because I do like Kimball Walker. I like how he plays. I like his energy um, and how you know he's done it for. He's been a prolific scorer before. He's been a guy that you gotta w- watch out for. And now he's trying to rebuild that. He's trying to get it back. And you can only build up from the ground up. You can't crash down so completely to the point where like you can't um, build it back up unless you do something crazy. And he hasn't done that. So I think he's in a good spot. Yeah. And I, I surprising coming from me with this team here, but I do think Kemba Walker is a surprising or not surprising player, a promising player. Uh, so when he underperforms, like he did, he didn't really underperform to get to the bench. It was really Thibodeau just being picky, trying to find 
what the reason was for the Knicks uh, sliding in their standings, but uh, I think Kemba Walker is a player that does help a team, and he is a player that, uh, say, maybe the Suns pick him up on a cheaper contract if, uh, you know, Chris Paul can't play anymore. Why not? We'll see. Just why not? Why not? You know, (laughs) we're not James Jones, so probably don't do it. But, hey, James Jones, if you think it's a good idea, you know, do it, you know. Yep. Uh, GM of the year, after all. Uh, but yeah, so that's what how we feel about Kemba Walker. So I know some Celtics fans that that you know still feel for Kemba Walker. Um, yep. And I'm not a Celtics fan, so it's definitely surprising I'm saying this about Kemba Walker. But go ahead, <laughs> move on to our last segment of the recording uh, of the episode. You could say. Uh, this is going to be our trivia time. Yes, sir. Uh, trying to make this a uh, regular happening here to end off the episodes on a fun note because it was uh, brought to my attention by our viewers that you guys love hearing our trivia time sort of questionnaire. Um, so, Cade, since it's just you that uh, doesn't know the answers to these next questions... Um, we will go ahead and give you uh, 10 minutes for these 38 questions. See how many you can answer oh, correctly. Okay. Okay. Good now, luck to myself. You, yes, you're going to fail. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't get any hints, but you are allowed to skip questions if you feel you cannot answer it. Okay. Um, now, here's a question I have for you. Do you want to do three guesses max or infinite guesses? Three guesses, Max. I'm just going to make this as hard on myself as possible. Mm, mm, okay. okay. I, I disagree with you on that. I feel like we should do infinite guesses and just leave you to decide when you want to move it on to the next questions. Okay, screw it. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Because after all, you are allowed to skip questions. All right, babe. Yeah, we'll do all that. Right. We'll go ahead and start. And we'll end, we'll end at the 80 minute mark because we haven't been we've been recording for 80 minutes, but only you guys are only going to hear an hour of it because um, the technical difficulties. But we'll stop at the 80 minute mark, so that gives you actually under 10 minutes. So that'll be about just over eight minutes. So here we go. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. Who has the most coaching titles? Most coaching titles. I feel like I should know this, but I don't. So I'm skipping. Skipping. Okay, Phil Jackson with 11. What team sense. has the worst record in one season? The worst record. Um, The Philadelphia 76ers? No. Hmm. Um, let me see. The, the Knicks? Nope. Hmm. Um, the Nets? Incorrect. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna fail this whole week. Okay, um, let me see the Hornets. The Hornets. No. The okay. What's the team that the Hornets came from? Like the Bobcats. Yes, it's they the did come from the Bobcats. Okay. Is that your answer? That's my answer. Uh, you are correct. That cool. is one point to the 2011-2012 Charlotte Bobcats. So that's one point for you. All right. Yeah. What team drafted Kobe Bryant? The Hornets. 
Correct. That's two yep. points for you. Yep. Uh, what player won the most regular season MVPs? Michael Jordan. Sorry, what two players, but also no. Oh, what two players? You only name, name one. Name one. Kareem. Correct. There's three points for you. There we go. Uh, what is, which question's next? Okay, what is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's birth name? It was oh. one player. I, I, it, was, it was showing his birth name. It was one player. I'm, I'm wrong. It was one player, but yeah. Okay. What is his birth name? His birth name. <sighs> I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna skip that. Okay. Uh, Lou <laughs> Al- Alkindor, Alcindor, I'm not sure. Mm, how to say that that's right. That's right. What whoop, I'm moving my window here. Let me scroll. What player has the highest career free throw percentage? You should Steve be able to Nash. This one. Bingo. There we go. Steve Nash with a ninety percent free throw percentage. Crazy. Who is the tallest everyday point guard of all time? Magic Johnson. Correct. Magic Johnson at six nine. That's five points for you. Uh, who was the first NBA MVP? Oh, um, so this would start in '47 because that was incorrect. Like... This would start in the season of 1955. 1955. Bill Russell. No. Mm. George Mikan. Nope. Okay, pass. I have no idea. Bob Petty, and I. I hope I'm saying Bob that last Petty. name right. Mm. For the Hawks. Um, next. I don't know his team. Yeah, I think it's for the whole. What team has the fourth most NBA championships? The fourth most? The fourth most. How to give you a tough one, dude. Oddly specific question. It Um, is oddly specific. The Bulls. No, it's only specific because it kind of has to do with the Suns' old uh, sort of uh, teams, but that's kind of hint. I shouldn't have given you a hint. Mm. It's probably a bad hint, anyways. So, it's not the Lakers, it's not the Celtics. Those are the top two. Um, not the Knicks, not any of that. Mm. Not the Spurs. Not the Mavericks. Not the Heat. Um, actually, yeah, I'm going to go with the Heat. No, it is not the Heat. That'd be a bad answer. Um, I'll pass. I got to get through all of them. Okay, you ruled out one of the correct teams. It is the San Antonio Spurs with four. Oh, my, I said it wasn't them, huh? Yeah. Wow, okay. All right, so you remain at five points. What team drafted Ray Allen? Drafted him. The Bucks? Incorrect. Not the Heat. Um, drafted him. I am. I'm blanking. Um, the Pacers, maybe? Nope. Nope. Um, the Warriors. Nope. The Suns, even though it's not them. Uh, the Heat. The. No. Um. 
the Knicks, the I'm just gonna rattle out their team. The Mavericks, the um yeah, I'm gonna pass. I'm much I'm much too much. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow, I I would have never gotten that. Who is the shortest NBA player of all time? Muggsy Bowes. Correct. That is love to see six it. points, even though that is not his first name, but I'll give you it. Can you give me his first name? No, I cannot. <laughs> Tyrone. Tyrone. Yes. Okay. What coach holds the record for the most consecutive years coaching a team with a 500 record or better? Pat Riley. No. Phil Jackson. Only specific question. Yes, it is Phil Jackson. Correct. Uh, congratulations. He has 20 years. A long time there. Wow. Um, so that is seven points for you. Congratulations. Now we move on to what team has the most playoff appearances? Ever. Ever. In the, like in the NBA. Celtics. No. Lakers. Yes. Lakers with 58. There you go. That is eight points. Now we move on to who is the lowest seeded team to win the NBA title? Lowest seeded team ever. Mm. I feel like I should know this, but I don't know. Can you give me the year? 1994. 1994. I said no since the beginning, but I might as well give you that. Might have been because I know the Suns were in the in the run there. I don't know if that was the exact year. Was it the Blazers? No. The the Rockets. Yes, Rockets. That is nine points for you. You will definitely run out of time before you can answer all these questions. Yep. But moving on, what current team has the worst uh, franchise win-loss percentage? What current team? Like, ever. Yeah, like so like what team in the NBA today has the worst win-loss percentage over their existence? Hornets. No. The... Rockets. The Timberwolves. Yes, Timberwolves. That is 10 points for you. It's a timer here. You got 30 seconds for this next question. What player has the most career points? Yes, that is correct. 11 points. Who was the first team to sweep an NBA final series? The Ever. Ever. Mm. The Lakers. No. The Celtics. Correct. Just in time. Time has expired. You have finished with 12 points. Congratulations. Wow. You have not finished all of the questions, so we will save those for a future episode. Cool. Um, but a not bad run at all. I would definitely get more less points than you, obviously, because I do not know as much old NBA as you do. So... Well, I do see we got some good questions coming up, so stay tuned for that um, for our listeners. But that will be the end of our episode as you hear some family member of Cade's going in the background. Yep. All right. So now we'll wrap up today's episode. Thank you all for listening to the Free Throw Line podcast. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to rate our podcast on Spotify. That includes you, Cade. 
Um, so it helps us grow our podcast and gives us more motivation to keep making episodes. Have a great weekend, everyone, and week. Um, and goodbye. We'll see you in 2022.